Rishi Sunak insists he is the man to trust with the economy, and the tale of two presidents continues. I'm Tushan Pierce, and this is the Tushan Pierce Show. First, let's venture across the pond. So, Donald Trump, the former president of the United States, uh, had his house, his Mar-a-Lago estate in Florida, uh, raided uh, by the FBI. The former US president, Donald Trump, has said that he will not oppose the release of the warrant that let FBI agent searches Mar-a-Lago home earlier this week. This is from the BBC News. So, essentially what has happened is his Mar-a-Lago estate uh, has been raided by officials because they're looking for some documents. Now, after the Watergate scandal uh, with Richard Nixon, President Richard Nixon, the Presidential Records Act um, was passed and that stated that any document that the president had touched or seen uh, or knew of had to be documented uh, in uh, the archives. And it seems that Donald Trump has supposedly taken some documents which are meant to be in the archives and taken them to his home. And he obviously opposes the searches, uh, the search, but wants to um, unseal the warrant which let the FBI agent search his home. In a statement, Mr. Trump said he was encouraging its immediate release, but repeated his claim the search was unnecessary and politically motivated. The U.S. Department of Justice has made a rare request to a Florida court to unseal the warrant, and if granted, it would mean the documents are made available to the public. The FBI search is believed to be connected to an investigation into whether the former president removed classified records and sensitive material for the White, from the White House. And according to the Washington Post, citing anonymous sources, documents relating to nuclear weapons were among the FBI agents uh, were looking for at Mar-a-Lago. So, potentially dangerous or potentially important documents but of course these sources are anonymous so we can't really say for sure but I mean (laughs) being the first time that a a former president's house was was raided they had better come up with something that is uh, worthy of doing this because um, it it's a pretty big, a pretty big deal. Well, of course, Mr. Trump has reacted angrily on his social media site Truth Social, and he says, uh, "quote Nuclear weapons issue is a hoax, just like Russia, Russia, Russia was a hoax. Two impeachments were a hoax. The Mueller investigation was a hoax, and much more. Some sleazy people are involved." Now, it's quite odd for someone 
including Donald Trump, who believes he tells the truth. I mean, that's his, the name of his social media site, Truth Social. Calling to reveal documents to the public when his own tax rec- his own tax returns have not been published. So, we can believe everything that he says. He doesn't contradict himself. He never lies. And, surprisingly, he wants private information public. Although, he wants to keep his tax returns to himself. But anyway, while the 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 timeline goes as follows that in January the National Archives retrieved fifteen boxes of records from Mar a Lago and so some of the documents um received at from the end of the administration had been torn up which is so a destruction of documents which isn't <laughs> particularly good then, over the course of the last six months or so, there have been investigations and reports and such. And then, today, uh, and on the 8th of August, it culminated into a full FBI raid. So, it's not good for Donald Trump as his legal woes uh, worsen and continue. On the flip side, Joe Biden's climate bill finally passes the Senate. It's not really a climate bill, it's a the the Inflation Reduction Act, or the IRA, but I think I'll call it the Inflation Reduction Act. So, according to The Economist, after months of gridlock, America's Senate passed a giant spending bill focusing on climate change, healthcare, and tax reform, even though it's called the Inflation Reduction Act, so it doesn't really do anything on inflation. It was meant to be a $3.5 trillion spending bill, but... Due to um, some objections by two Democratic senators, which I'll explain later, uh, had to be whittled down to, I believe, just over a trillion dollars. According to The Economist, the Inflation Reduction Act will do next to nothing to reduce inflation. The Congressional Budget Office, a nonpartisan scorekeeper, reckons the prices will be somewhere between 0.1% higher and 0.1% lower in 2023 than they would have been without the bill. So there's even a possibility that inflation will go up with the bill. And 0.1% in terms of inflation is not uh, worth the the trillion dollars that they're putting into this bill and taking from people's pockets through tax, uh, people's pockets through taxes. In the longer term, some measures may restrain inflation because they reduce America's budget deficit. But there'll be other factors which will increase inflation, including incentives for high-cost domestic production. And The Economist says there's a transparent attempt to sell it to a public that is worried about soaring prices. Perhaps it is deception to the public. But... Uh, the Inflation Reduction Act, whilst it doesn't really do anything to inflation, which is a big issue, by the way. I think America's now the inflation's eight point six percent, which is very high. There are some wins apparently to Joe to Joe Biden, but before we look at that, we look at the compromise that was caused by two 
senators from the Democratic Party uh, objecting to the initial multi-trillion dollar bill and that was looks to have been passed a, a year ago, known as the Build Back Better bill, which is actually the slogan of Joe Biden's presidential campaign. It says in the The Economist, this article, that a year ago it looked doomed to fail. Not one Republican senator voted for the Inflation Reduction Act, and it was whittled down by the Democratic Party's old-style centrist, in particular Joe Manchin, a senator from West Virginia. A few weeks ago, Mr Manchin's obstructionism had appeared to scuttle the build back better bill altogether. I I must say I have appreciation for the uh, alliteration. Then came the shock where it was revealed that the Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Mr Manchin had 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 secret negotiations which reduced the the, the, the spending of of the bill and now besides pro- providing green subsidies the IRA will reduce the cost to the elderly of some prescription drugs and raise taxes on some big american firms all of this polling suggests is popular with americans of both parties though no republicans voted for it so maybe not But, of course, this is basically undoing everything that Donald Trump did. So, Donald Trump failed to go after what the Americans call Big Pharma. So, the the lobbying group for the pharmaceutical companies uh, to reduce the price of prescription drugs. And, of course, he cut taxes, which Joe Biden is looking to uh, overturn. Of course, there was... So with with the increase in corporate income tax from twenty one percent to twenty eight percent, which uh, is part of the original Build Back Better bill, these ideas ran into opposition from Kristen Sinema. Hope I'm saying that correctly, Democratic senator from Arizona who refused to back a bill that would lead to higher tax rates. And then eventually the party worked around it for a compromise. So. This is a very compromised bill, uh, which will cause taxing two separate statements of income, which adds to the complexities of an already already overburdened American tax system. So, of course, in terms of the Inflation Reduction Act, it doesn't really do anything to inflation. It's just a, a name, a front. But I think what is important about the bill is that in terms of America being a, a leader for tackling climate change, because um, there are some parts of the bill which will uh, put fines on uh, methane and other fossil fuels uh, that are produced for energy, that will incentivize other countries, uh, particularly in the West, to move towards a similar sort of, uh, uh, to move towards passing a similar sort of legislation, which I think is good because 
climate change is kind of a big deal. So it's I I think there's some things in the bill which are good, but doesn't really do anything to inflation, which I think is the main priority at the moment. So while the tale of two presidents continues, one's getting things done, and the other one's getting us getting investigated. Back at home, the leadership contest continues. So, Labour have accused both candidates of not producing a a serious plan to tackle the cost of living crisis. And I think maybe they should read the news more often, because it seems to me that at least one of the candidates has a plan. The Times, Rishi Sunak sets out a plan to cover energy price rises. And I think every Labour MP, especially the ones on the front bench, should should read this article because it actually gives a plan that Rishi Sunak has. So let's look at it. So in the Times, Rishi Sunak's plan comes after fresh analysis predicted that energy bills could top £5,000 next year, more than initially believed. And he has said he has set out plans that he hopes would cover the total cost of rising energy bills for up to 60 million vulnerable people. In an article that he wrote, he said he was prepared to find up to £10 billion to soften the impact of this October's price rise, on top of support announced by the government in May. Every household would benefit from a £200 reduction in in their bills by abolishing uh, the value-added tax on energy, in a challenge to Liz Truss, who has said only that she would consider the measures. And he also attacked his rival for her refusal to set out detailed plans beyond cutting green levies on bills that would save all households. We'll get to the effect of that uh, in a moment after reviewing this plan. But um, I'll just say that £200 is not much, considering that there's... The bill's going to be £5,000. But of course, you have to remember that uh, not so long ago, the government gave £1,200 to the poorest uh, in our communities to help with the rising cost. So, essentially, Liz Truss has said that you know, extending the windfall tax on the energy industry was a labour idea. And she added, I don't think profit is a dirty word, and the fact that it's becoming, a, or have become a dirty word in our society is a massive problem. It sort of is a problem, because that's what's driving, or one reason why our prices, or the energy prices are very high. I think profit is a good thing, but perhaps not for utilities where everyone's paying something that's going up not by say five or ten percent but going up by the hundreds of percent so Rishi Sunak so by cutting the VAT would lose five billion pounds but he also uh, knows how to gain or uh, regain the, those five billion pounds he says, people need reassurances now about what we will do, and I make no apology for concentrating on what matters most. Whatever the boosterish talk of others, you can't heat your home with hope, which is absolutely true. 
He says universal credit, winter fuel payments and similar routes will be used to top up their incomes with the goal of ensuring that there will be there were no worse off as a result of rising bills, so essentially nulling nullifying the rising cost. And he would extend the scheme that he launched in May with that provided every household with four hundred pounds of this winter's fuel costs rising to one thousand two hundred for pensioners and those on, on benefits. And he says I'm a unequivocal that if I enter 10 Downing Street at the start of next month, I will provide the support required to the people who need it. So, uh, and if I just may add, if I may just add, I can't, he says, I can't say to the pound and penny what help will be available because we don't know what the precise scale of the challenge is, but I give you my assurance that as soon as we do, I will and I will do as much as I can to help. So, essentially, he's going to cut VAT of energy, reduce the cost, and extend the government scheme to uh, to help with families uh, tackling the, the cost of living, or the cost of energy, and he would find that money. So, uh, and he's given indication and <laughs> given a plan on how he's going to do it. In contrast, Liz Truss, according to ITV News, Truss's national insurance cut is just worth 76p a month to poorest households. Not even an entire pound. Just 76p. Whereas the richest households in the UK will be better by 93 pounds. So it shows that Liz Truss wants to cut taxes for the sake of cutting taxes. She hasn't given it any thought. And the Tony Blair Institute for Global Change has conducted the study where these conclusions have been made that the reversal of national insurance contributions would save households on the lowest incomes an average of just 76 pence a month. That's pretty shambolic. And outlines perhaps the economic incompetence that this trust has, or rather the incompetence to manage the economy correctly if she were in power. And so so it's essentially tax cuts <laughs> in terms of national insurance won't do anything. They won't do anything. In fact they'll they'll make the rich richer and the poor poorer without any reason. And uh it won't really do anything to help with the cost of living. Not even a pound. Not even a pound. Seventy six pence. It's not even a pound. And it's nothing compared to the cost of energy. So again this outlines how she can't be trusted to to manage the economy. This is also seen by the this is also backed up by her policy reversal on how people in the public sector should be paid uh based on their area of work, which again was a disaster. Had to 
reverse it in in less than 12 hours after announcing it. But she has pledged to scrap the 1.25% national insurance rise. Mr Sunak's supporters claim the tax cut won't touch the, the sides of fam- most families who will need help most. So, it's a useless tax cut, and this is why you need to tackle inflation first. Because ta- inflation is is the thing which, which reduces the effect of, of tax cuts. Because while it, it, spurred by inflation when gas prices or energy prices are rising, what is the point of having a tax cut which, which doesn't do anything to help or does the most minimal amount to help with uh, tackling the cost of, of living? I mean, 76 pence is, is a joke. Uh perhaps not even funny because it's there, there is a serious chance that this trust will be prime minister she's ahead in the polls she's ahead of yougov's polls which suggests that she will overwhelmingly be overwhelmingly be the prime minister and this is what will happen the lowest the households on the lowest incomes on average, will just get 76 pence a month. Whereas the richest household will get 93 pounds a month. This is why I need to tackle inflation first before moving to tax cuts. And by the way, tax cuts, I mean, they're great. You put more money in people's pockets. But make sure it's enough money for people and make sure that it doesn't, it's not disproportionate in the sense giving almost 100 pounds to the rich and giving not even a pound to the poor. So, I think with that, I'm just saying that Rishi Sunak has more competence or rather more qualification to run the economy, whereas Liz Truss is cutting taxes here and there for the sake of cutting taxes. And in the end, there's those tax cuts won't even do anything to the people who need it most. So on that note, I think I'm going to end here. Thank you for listening this far. See you next week.